So in this story today from the Gospel of Luke, we, I always chuckle at James and John. Do you want us to rain fire down on them, Lord? Do you, do you? You know, like a couple of henchmen that are, you know, the, the mobsters people. And of course, Jesus says, nah, leave them alone. In other words, they're not worth the trouble. We have bigger fish to fry in Jesus' mind. So they go off along down the road. And we have three interesting comments from Jesus. The first fellow says, I will follow you. To which Jesus responds, the birds of the air and the foxes have no place to lay their heads. What? You know, no wonder the guy walked away. It, 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 it seems not to make any sense when really what Jesus is saying to this man is, if you follow me, are you willing to be unhoused? Are you willing to maybe not know where your next meal comes from? Are you willing to live on the edge? That's a pretty big order for most of us. We like to plan. No one really goes on vacation. Well, some do, I know. Get in the car and just kind of drive, and when they feel like stopping, they pull over. Maybe when you were growing up, your parents went to AAA and got one of those triptychs. And yes, and they would draw the map, and my parents would follow that slavishly for where we were going. And it will also said that if you had a Michigan license plate to make sure when you drove through Ohio, you kept to the speed limit because they would pull you over. We like to have order. We like to have control. We like to know what's coming next. So Jesus is not promising that in this example. The second example is I can't remember. <laughs> Can I see your reading? Oh, let me go bury my father, to which Jesus says, let the dead bury the dead, which is a complete contrast to the Ten Commandments, because the fourth commandment is honor your mother and your father. So what is Jesus essentially saying? Forget all that. Toss it out. It doesn't matter. What matters is that you're willing to give everything that you own to me and to my mission, that you're willing to live on the edge, that you're willing to be ostracized from your family, because of course that would have been verboten in the Old, in the old Testament. And the last one, dang it. I can't remember this. See, I can't, I can't hear. <laughs> oh, I will follow you wherever you go, but Jesus says to them, no, no, you can't look back and look forward. Nobody plows a field looking behind. Peter Marty just wrote a column in the Christian Century about this very idea. Your windshield is about, well, in my car, about this big. 
but your rearview mirror is about this big. Why? Because we always want to be looking forward as we're driving down the road. We, if you're driving and you're looking behind, the chances that you're going to get into an accident are probably pretty good. And that's what Jesus is saying. You can't rest on what was because you can't embrace what is or what might be. We often inflate the past. Wasn't it wonderful? Don't you remember? Somebody said to me a couple of weeks ago, I wish we could go back to where women wore hats and dresses and gloves, thank you. Men wore suits. And when people came to dinner, they pulled out their finest china and the music was much more understandable. That cuts a little close to my bone, I have to say. And I said, really? You think that going back in time is so great? So if you were to go back, let's see, if you were gay or lesbian or transgender, you would be so far into the closet, no one would be able to find you. If you were black, you would have to get off the sidewalk so a white person could walk by and not have to get their shoes dirty. If you were a woman, you wouldn't be seen as equal in the workplace. You may not even have the vote. I don't know what's so great about any of that in the past. Yes, there were good things in the past, but to keep focusing on what was, we're not allowed to focus on what we can become. And that is what Jesus is telling the people that are following him. Who do you want to be? What do you want to stand for? Are you going to stand in the way of progress or are you going to pull us back I, for one, think progress is a pretty good thing. But there are, are people who would prefer that things go back to the way they were, the good old days. I don't quite understand it, because to me, today is a good day. As someone once said, any day I get up on the other side of the grass, I'm happy for, and I have to agree. It doesn't mean that we forget our past. It doesn't mean that we don't enjoy memories. But what it means is we don't become like little triptychs, slaves to what was, so that we can't see forward. Peter Marty goes on to write in the column about a group of farmers that got together and decided that they were going to help veterans suffering from PTSD to garden and grow vegetables because they felt that once somebody was able to see the work, the fruits of their labors, they would feel some kind of accomplishment. So when these veterans came into the garden and started working, they found that the nightmares that woke them up from their time in the military, these were Iraq veterans, 
faded away. He didn't say that they went away, but they became less in their minds because they had a purpose suddenly. Something needed them. Their garden needed them. People needed them to harvest the food that they had worked so hard to plant. And Marty said, out of that grew a purpose. And out of that grew healing. We all wish we could go back in time to what was. Some of us wish that we were 25 and weighed 125 pounds again. Others wish that our children never grew up, that they still remained toddlers. But some of us are glad to be able to grow up and mature and be a teacher to those who are coming up behind us. That is what Jesus is talking about when he tells them to not look behind when they plow their furrow. Because when you do, you have a crooked furrow. Always looking over your shoulder is no way to live. Always living in the, oh, if only, or what if, is also no way to live. The way we live and become good stewards of our time and our talent is to embrace all that we are, the good and the bad, the beautiful and the ugly, and to say to God and to one another, this is me, this is the best I can give you for today, but it doesn't mean we stop working for what we can do tomorrow. We've been challenged these last few weeks, and we will be continue to be challenged by forces that want to see the fabric of our society torn. But we will not go back. We will not look in the rearview mirror. We will keep our eyes on the windshield. We're constantly under threat as followers of Jesus Christ. That people who don't understand what we are about, who take the, the scripture and twist it, don't understand that that's not who we are or what we profess. We profess the love of God to all people, no matter who they are, or what they look like, how old they are, or how young they are. All are welcome under the umbrella of God. There is no small tent, as people like to think. The tent stretches magically to embrace everyone who chooses to come in. So remember this week when you are looking forward that it's okay to look back, but don't live back. Live forward. Amen.